Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. This podcast is sponsored by Brick Johnson Coaching. Hey, I have some exciting news for all of my high-achieving women out there. That's right. I get the emails and DMs from you guys saying you wish you were my target market. I understand. We need great allies too. And we need allies with well-managed minds. Well, I've listened. So this offer is for you too, because it's a one-on-one offer. So if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you're a woman of color or not, or an ally. If you're tired of feeling like you can't do more, I'm here to help. My one-on-one six-month coaching program is designed specifically for you. Together, we will work on strategies to help you manage your stress and help you achieve your goals. Because women quitting on their dreams is just not an option. This is what my six-month program can do for you. Instead of time management, we will uncover why you manage your time the way you are so that you can prioritize self-care, giving you more time to do the things you love. Are you struggling with imposter syndrome? Are you anxious with a chaotic mind? I get it. We target the root causes of imposter syndrome helping you gain the confidence and self-assurance to pursue your goals and succeed in your career and your personal life? Do you struggle with communication issues, difficulty expressing yourself effectively or asserting your needs professionally or personally? You'll learn to cultivate a positive relationship with yourself. We'll work on the why this issue is for you why this is happening, helping you resolve the inner conflict so that you can easily take care of the external conflict with others. When it comes to communicating your needs, you don't need another communication class on how to resolve clients' issues. Once you uncover your hidden conditioning, you will have the skills to build stronger, more productive relationship with colleagues, clients, and ultimately leading to greater success and growth in your business and personal life. Listen, if you're a high-level woman ready to cultivate more meaningful and fulfilling relationships, both with yourself and others, and you take your business and professional growth seriously and you want to take it to the next level, you and your relationship with you and your brain is your greatest asset. My coaching program is perfect for you. You don't have to continue putting others first and neglecting your own needs and desires in the process. Because remember, you are your greatest asset. Let's work together to create a life that you enjoy of connection and success. If this interests you, reach out, book a breakthrough call at brickjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Again, brigjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Look forward to talking to you. Hey guys, 
if you listen last week, I talked about like how to know when you're in a rut and kind of talked about the fact that I was in a rut lately. And I want to go back and now talk about how I'm getting myself out of a rut. So there's a simple three-step process to this, of course, right? We got to give you a steps. <laughs> but the first part is to normalize that ruts happen. You aren't immune to them, no matter how high and mighty, how zen you are. So therefore, there's no reason for you to blame or shame yourself when you find yourself in the middle of one. That's how I was able to be like, yeah, I'm in a rut. Like, I'm not making it a problem that I'm in a rut. I'm trusting the process that I will work through to the other side. Because listen, you've been in ruts before. It's a part of everyone's history, right? So go to that and like understand like, oh, I've been here before. I've gotten through. This happens. This is normal. I think when we language it as something that is wrong or I did something wrong or I shouldn't be here, then we take on this type of urgency to get us out of it. And sometimes we keep ourselves stuck because we're forcing ourselves to see to solve the problem, to get the great answer to our question of why we are here now. And so we take all of this energy of like, I've got to solve it, right? And the problem is what we want is clarity, right? That doesn't come till after. Like really, you'll know you're out of it when you're out of it. You'll know why you were in it when you get out of it because when you're there and you're curious and, and you're working it out, you'll keep trying and like hypothesize this, hypothesize that, keep trying until you figure it out like, oh, that was the thing. And then on the other side, you can speak so much more clearly about it because you can see the dots. But when you're in it, we're looking for clarity and expecting it to be there and it's not going to. The only thing you can do is trust the process of, I will get on the other side of this. It will all make sense. So stop trying to make it all make sense and find that winning formula to how to get out of it now. Like what the reason for, I'm going to give you the formula to get out of it, but that winning, for, like what was going on, right? The thing is, is to normalize it. You can even say, I'm kind of in a rut right now. There is nothing wrong with being in a rut, right? And let's remember, there's no more worthier on one side of it than the other. Like you're not going to be more worthy when you get on the other side of it. There's nothing to prove. There's nothing wrong with you because you're in it. So if we stop trying to force it, then I think we can settle into our creativity and like, then explore and be curious and figure out like, oh, what are you making this mean? What's going on? Where do you need attention, right? Or do you just need a rest? Like, or am I trying to force it? Is it a rut or is it my body just needed a rest and I needed a break, right? You won't know that till on the other end. It's like, oh, I just needed a break. I was really tired. Or is it, 
I'm making something mean something and I won't figure it out until I figure it out, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, right? So if you trust it, then you're okay. We have to remember that there is no there to get to. We often try to investigate things with a sense of urgency. Maybe if I can get to the bottom of this, then I wouldn't be here anymore. But where is here? Like literally, what are you telling yourself about where here is? Because here is neutral. Here is just here. Here is whatever you make it mean. If it's less money than you thought, that's the thing that's making it something other than, right? I'm here. What do you want to make that mean? Even if it's I'm making less money than I thought I would. What are you making that mean? Is it I'm a failure, I shouldn't be here? Or is it, oh, maybe I need to change my strategies? Or maybe this one concept that used to work isn't working. Let me figure that out, right? So sometimes we get in ruts and we keep ourselves in rut because we're making here be a problem. Nothing wrong with being here. Listen, life has seasons. Trees, the weather, all of it. So why can't you? It's your winter, but what if it's necessary? Or is it just a dip? Again, nothing wrong because nothing rises constantly upward on a trajectory. So why should you? When we approach it from this angle, it takes the urgency out of it. This only serves to constrict our awareness and our creativity when we are like, I gotta figure this out. You are literally constricting your awareness and creativity because you're putting yourself in survival brain because your brain is now going, oh, there's a problem. Now I gotta fix it. It literally makes your ocular nerve focus inward, right? It takes your peripheral vision, targeted. It decreases the filters of all the information and it brings it down. Because guess what? When we're running away from danger, I don't care about the fucking tulips. That's very pretty over there. So of course, when we make it a survival thing, something's wrong and I got to get there and we put ourselves in that framework, our brain literally narrows down. And so it limits our creativity to find it, an awareness to find it. So actually, if you're looking for the thing that's creating it, you just blocked yourself from maybe being able to have that awareness. So let's normalize the ruts. Lean into them. Yep, eyes here, eyes in a rut. And that's where the freedom to experiment, to try shit, to fail, Try again and talk gently to ourselves. Building trust within us the entire way. It is really one of the best ways to build trust with yourself. Anybody can love themselves when things are going well. When you can go through ruts, when you can go through shit and you're like, this ain't even me. When you're like, what is going on? And you are still loving to yourself intentionally. Can I tell you something? Opportunity to build trust. It builds so much trust because now that part of you is like, oh, you got me even when I'm acting up. 
think of a relationship, right? Like you don't want to just see that person when everything's going wrong and well. You want to see them when they lost their job, when a parent died, when their friend, when they don't have no money, when they get a flat tire on the way to an emergency, right? You want to see all of them and you want to see how they treat you and respond to you during all of those things. Guess what? You do too for yourself. It's a great opportunity. Like this is where the trust building happens. I promise you. It's not in everything's going hunky-dory. It's when we ain't showing up. I don't understand why. And yet I still choose to treat myself with kindness. Why I direct myself through this process. Doesn't mean I'm giving myself off the hook. It is the most loving thing we can do, which is to like continue to be there, challenge ourselves, but in such a loving way. Okay. Everyone else may be saying, look at her. She must be going through it. See, I knew her success wouldn't last, but damn it, don't you join in on it. This is the time for curiosity and kindness. I remember watching and looking at Vanessa Bryant. I didn't even follow Vanessa Bryant until after Kobe died. But when Kobe died, for some reason, like I felt led. So I started following her on Instagram and we all could tell like she gained weight, right? Like she gained weight. And I'm like, of course she did. Her husband and her daughter died immediately in a plane. Like, of course, right? And watching her continue to show up, watching her form this relationship with her older daughter, Natalie, because she knew Natalie really needed her, watching her show up for her younger kids and like doing the stuff and doing the TikTok stuff and everything. I know she was like struggling through that, but yet she continued. And I just recently saw on the other side, like she's back down size, not that one size is better than the other, but it's like, oh, and she just, there's a a bit, a glimmer of resolve or like, yes, I'm on the other side of this. She's still resolved to like doing her foundation work for Gigi and Kobe, but yet she's on the other side of it. And like, can we, while we're in it, be loving to ourselves? I would wonder if she was like, I need to get this weight up. I can't believe I'm like this. I think that was probably the last thing on her mind. It was probably like, yeah, I'm going through it right now, right? And it may not be weight loss for you. It may not be weight gain for you. It may be, I can't figure this funnel out. It could be, I can't get this relationship together. It may be me and my kid are disconnected right now and I'm trying to figure that out, right? It may be I'm not getting this promotion and I need to figure it out and like I'm not showing up at work like I should. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the rut is, but it's the time for kindness and curiosity, okay? Stay in it and inquiry. Keep journaling on it. I made the mistake of stopping the exploration of my thoughts and what was going on and went to strategy, which is common, right? When we're in a rut, we're like trying to fix it. So I went to strategy. I know I need to do this diet. I know I need to do this technique for my business. I know I need to do this, right? And what we get to do is like, don't 
cut off your exploration of what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what's going on. Continue to bring out that journal in your rut. That's how you're going to solve it. You won't solve it actioning your way through it. It's going to be a collective of actions and inquiry. Okay. Luckily, though, for me, I made a vow to myself a very long time ago to never, ever, ever beat myself up again. I remember my mentor saying that she made that decision. And I thought it was the oddest thing. Like, how can you make a decision to never be like she decided I will never beat myself up about my weight again. I will never look at my body again and say, what's wrong with it? It's ugly or whatever. And I remember making that decision, not just on my body, but on anything, any decision or whatever. And let me tell you, baby, it is one of the most freeing decisions I have ever made. Listen. You want to do big shit, give yourself permission. This is going to sound weird, y'all, but stay with me. If you want to do big shit, like literally, you want to do big, epic shit. You know, that's my thing, right? Black women doing big things so we can decrease that power gap. If you want to do big shit, give yourself permission to fall flat on your face, to gain weight, to lose everything, and to know in your bones that you will never attack yourself, when I tell you that is the shit, that's the shit. It's true freedom, queens. Because guess what? You also, during that process, have built the self-trust through that process to gain everything back and then some. That's the key. Like when you can go through that, and never attack yourself, not beat yourself up and trust yourself, I promise you that is going to be the thing that will help you to gain everything back you lost and then some. But you have to be willing, like just knowing, it's not actually saying I'm going to like, this is happening, but if it does, you know you have your own back. Let me tell you, that, it's true freedom. It's the bomb.com. And that's the key to Epic. So how do you get out of a rut? Step one, we've already said it, kindness. Okay. Step two, this is another step. Avoid the temptation <laughs> to make big changes. That all or nothing thing, right? It's another kind of all or nothing, right? The University of Scanton suggested that only 8% of people achieve their New Year's resolutions. But the reason why is because they are setting overly ambitious goals. And this statistic, 8%, that underlines the importance of focusing on small, manageable changes rather than grand gestures and transformations, consistent effort, on just one thing can yield significant results over time. Okay, y'all, I don't know if you follow me on IG, but if you know me, you know I attempted the 75 hard challenge. I love this 75 hard challenge. I love the fact that it has you fighting your demons head on, but this is what I dislike about it. I dislike the fact that if you mess up, you have to start all the way over from day one. I get the concept of why that happens because you want to do it 75 days consistently, 
But I, what I don't like is that punitive part of it. I don't like the calling out of lazy and the languaging of it, like it's a moral issue and thing. I didn't like that part of it either when I would hear other people talk about it. But what I do, because, you know, beating ourselves up as Black women, listen, the world has done that enough. We don't need to join in on that party. That invitation is declined. But this is what I did like about it. I do like the consistency of effort that the challenge offers. I like that it's facing the task that you don't want to do and you do it anyway. There has to be that friction of I don't want to do something and I'm doing it because that's building the pathway and making that pathway stronger. So this is how I would do it. Instead of making it this big thing, this is what I'm doing. I'm starting with challenging myself with small or one thing things. I'm challenging myself with consistent effort on small things instead of putting it all together on this big thing, mastering that and then adding to it, right? There is nothing wrong with adding step-by-step. That's how I did when I lost the weight the first time or the second time, right? I've gained and lost 50 pounds like three or four times. So that's how I did it there. It's like I didn't go and do all of it, work out, do my diet, eat fast, intermittent fast. Like I added things little by little, but yet this time I was trying to like go back to my end result of the last time, the way I was, I've been trying to get back to that. Like I got up, I worked out, I ate, I did this, I fasted, I did a several day fast. I did like, I'm like, no, no, baby girl. Build it the same way you did it the last time. You didn't start out there. That's not where you start out. So for you, this is what I'm doing. I would suggest you do the same. Now, here's the deal. If you wake up at 6 a.m. and you just master that, then master that. But don't try to get up at 6 a.m., meditate for 30 minutes, not drink your coffee, exercise in the whole big deal. Like you've seen all the 6 a.m. morning routines people do. Unless you're already getting up early. Like I already get up somewhere between 4.30 and 6 o'clock, 6.30, pretty much every day. So me saying I'm gonna get up at five is actually not a big deal. It's not a big movement. Me saying I'm gonna get up and meditate. I meditate maybe twice a week. So me saying I'm gonna do it every day is not that big of a jump because I'm already kind of sort of doing it. So just play attention when you're doing these things to get yourself out of a rut that it's not things that's like so foreign to you and you're trying to do all of them and line them up. Yes, habit stacking is good when you do one habit on top of the other, but don't overload yourself. Remember, we're doing this kindness. And remember, there's no urgency. Like, I don't have to have that whole routine down now, today, because I'm not going to be any much worthier if I do it now or a month from now. And the odds are, if I take my time building the first neural pathways, it's going to be easier to build the other ones because I won't be overloaded, right? And so it would be consistency of habit. So... I hope that makes sense. Like we're going to go for it and we're going to make it bite-sized and manageable. 
to manage the resistance and the mental friction that's going to come up with it. Like, I don't want to do this, like all of that. Okay. Step three. Step three is the part of this process that manages that mental friction that happens when it's time to do it, right? Is what happens when it's time to do the thing? How do we get ourselves to do it? Because that's really what the rut is. We're doing shit we don't want to do and we're not doing shit that we want to do and we're kind of stuck in this pattern. But that's the key. It's not a moral pattern. It is a neuronal pattern, meaning those neurons have been fired together and wired together because you created it through repetition, whether it was intentional or not. There's, I created this pattern, just like I created the other pattern of a healthy lifestyle six-pack ab, I created this pattern of 50 pounds and like not healthy intermittently healthy lifestyle. I've been working out. Y'all have seen me. I still work out. It's the eating that's my thing. And I've created that pattern of eating when I'm bored, eating when I'm stressed. And it's not a moral issue. It is a neuronal issue. It is a pathway. So I get to interrupt that pathway. And step three is that process where we interrupt that pathway because that's what it is. We're stuck in that pathway. We created it through repetition. It's not a ding on our moral character. It's just those habits that we formed and we can form other ones. Remember, those old pathways, they don't go away. Like, (laughs) obviously they don't because I've lost and gained 90, 50, 70, and this time it will be 50 pounds. So those old pathways, they don't go away. We just get to make the other ones stronger. We get make the other grooves more deeper, more stronger. And we reinforce them so much so that those grooves, as I said, become deeper and stronger. So in my one-on-one coaching program, I include what I'm calling the hard C formula. It's a simple, easy to do framework that gets you out of being stuck like Chuck and into action. And it tackles this third step. Remember, it's the third step, but we can't get to the third step if we don't do the first two, right? Do it with kindness. Remove the urgency. Step one. Step two, make it bite size. Make it manageable, right? That's step two. Step three includes my hard C formula. This is how we stop doing the shit and start doing what we want to do and do the shit that we want to do. This is the formula that takes our brain neural pathways into consideration and uses this knowledge, this biology for us. Once we start implementing the hard C formula, you will be on your way to creating habits that support your success, helping you break through your success plateau. As I plateau, I'm ready to break through my success plateau and create a life that is fulfilling and as fulfilling as it is successful. And that's where I'm at. I'm like using this And it is working. And I'm like, oh, I just needed to put everything back together again. But the only way I was able to do that is by being very kind with myself while I was in the rut, guys. 
not rushing myself, not panicking, not thinking I'm going to be here forever, trusting the process because you can look back on evidence to show that you've been in ruts before and you've gotten through it. So why can't you do it now? And we're going to figure this out. That's the best thing you can do. It will calm your survival brain and you'll be able to journal and start figuring it out. And if you want to do that final step, step three, that hard C formula, join, message, (laughs) send a balloon, whatever you want to do. But we will work together to implement you taking and making the changes in a sustainable way and building the fulfillment to the life of success that you already have and break through your success plateau. If you're ready to end your rut, say bye-bye to the ruts. Create the habits that support your fulfillment of life, queens. We have to scale our habits. We have to scale that along the way. Book your call and I will see you guys later on the next episode. Here's to plateau busting and getting out of ruts. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. (laughs) That's Deeply Rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.